If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. Are you struggling with stress? Do you feel like life is out of control? Do you run out of time to get your to-do list tackled? Well, we have a special gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. Oh, yeah. Bernardo is an editor, author, publisher, founder of the Best You brand, chairman of the Best You TV, a TV producer and editor-in-chief of the Best You magazine. He's the author of The Question, How to Find Your True Purpose, and his new book to be launched at the love event titled An Evolving Man, Confessions About Passion, Monogamy, and Broken Hearts. About becoming your best you. It is challenging to strive to be your best self every day. Bernardo really wants to help people achieve their dream and become better humans. I love his mission, his authenticity in sharing his journey, and how love conquers all of our challenges. Well, Bernardo, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have this conversation halfway around the world. Absolutely. Halfway around the world. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. So I started the episode with a guest just sharing their entrepreneurial journey and what's led them to the, you know, how they're impacting the world today. Well, thank you. Uh, well, my, my background for many years was real estate and uh, I've done all sorts of things since I was young, like many of us have. But yeah, I was in real estate for many years. I built, developed, sold, uh, had, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of things related to personal, to, to, to properties. And then I lost my money twice, first at the age of 26, then at 40. And then that was where I got kind of uh, onto what I do today. I really, I got into personal development. I was always interested. I read the greats, Jim Ron, Brian Tracy, Jack Canfield, all those guys, the, the, the greats. Uh, but it was it was NLP that really got my attention, neurolinguistic programming. But I trained with Dr. Richard Bandler. And that was it. I had the opportunity because, you know, kind of, uh, well, I became an NLP trainer and and um, and the real estate you know, market crashed. I didn't really have many options. And I decided to get into promoting events, which I hadn't done before. And that's where I kind of left Spain. My parents are Spanish, born in, I was born in London, but brought up in Spain. That's where I went back to London to work. And I spent 11, 12 years and where I built kind of the brand that I have today, which is called The Best You. Nice. So how has, uh, obviously, the ability to move, the ability to do your business, um, you know, in London or in Spain or even in the U.S. Um, impacted the design of your business? Well, first of all, I had to move. I had to leave the country. So, you know, it was a time when, you know, um, online and virtual was still a little bit questionable. So <laughs> it was all about live events and, and, and being present and, you know, marketing these events, you know, a whole year to promote them or, you know, six months to promote them. And then obviously with the pandemic, I mean, just before the pandemic, uh, because my event, the Best You Expo, which is my flagship event, grew from 3,000 to 14,000 people over a number of years. I decided to move to the US to start really doing some even bigger gigs there and, and kind of take the brand to the next level. And that's where the pandemic happened. So, you know, like many of us, we, we got hit badly. Uh, you know, our business, 97% of the revenue disappeared overnight. So, you know, we had to reinvent ourselves. And one of the things that we did was to take all our content to TV. Um, we've got a TV network now called The Best You TV. And 
and uh, that's where we put all the content that we filmed over the years and but you know it's allowed us like many and and i've taken that you know to the t which is i work wherever i can so i literally put my camera up you know try and find a good internet connection and i work from anywhere in the world these last four years i've been i've been specially well five years maybe now i've, I've been living kind of a nomad life where I, I travel and work where I where I want and, and work from where I want and um, and it's enabled me a beautiful lifestyle because you know again I just didn't want to spend more time stuck in the same place uh, so that's where I'm at now I, I have that ability to work anywhere in the world and and yes we're coming back to a big event in LA in 2023 in March the best year expo in the LA Convention Center so obviously I'll spend some time over there you know while we're putting the event together but I still have that option to be able to travel. So for me, it's been it's been a blessing. Nice. So obviously, for you, um, learning NLP and and communication and just share share about the power of words and 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 how important it is, especially you know for entrepreneurs and, and their personal growth journey, um, the stories they tell themselves and the stories they tell about their business. Absolutely. Uh, so yes, one of the best things that happened to me was to learn an LP. Uh, you know, I'd read, as I said, all the greats, Brian Tracy, Jim Ron, who I loved, and, you know, Tony Robbins and all that. Then I realized, obviously, that Tony Robbins had learned a lot from Richard Bandler, you know, in NLP. Um, but NLP really got my attention. And the reason, I'll be honest, I got it, I, I really got into it for selfish reasons, because I had a real estate company at the time. I had 25 employees. And I read the book, which actually was, a, it's not it's not the masterpiece of NLP, but it has a lot of it which was Paul McKenna's Change Your Life in Seven Days, which literally talked about Richard Bandler all the time. And he had all these really cool techniques. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. If I could if I could learn these techniques and I could pass them on to my sales team and train them and sell them, because I used to sell timeshares. So, you know, I've done a lot of selling myself. I was very mm -hmm. interested in building rapport and, and modeling. And, but it took it, took, it, took it to a completely different level, you know. So I remember standing in that room, I'm 35, 37, thinking oh my god why am i learning this now you know i was learning non-verbal communication non-verbal is so key you know you look at people oh i don't know how i feel you know so you can see how they're moving their emotions or you know kind of how they move their hands so non-verbal and then obviously eye accessing cues uh, and then you know you started learning embedded commands you know you started running the mid the milton model the meta the meta model and and how with nlp you're able to cure phobias or limiting beliefs so if you're able to cure that someone that has had a phobia for 30 years and you can cure that in 30 minutes. Imagine what you could do with someone's life if you if you got them to ask themselves the right questions. So yes, if I learned and I, I trained with Richard or I promote you know promoted it for many years, um, we put around 25,000 people in, in all these trainings that we did. So I did learn a bit. Uh, but I, I realized that the summary of it all, as you pointed out, is not only the language and the importance of language, you know, everything that we say, words can you know, words can stick in someone's mind forever. You know, a teacher tells you, you are useless, you'll never become anything. You know, you hear the stories, oh my God, I'm still carrying that 25 years later. So words are very powerful, words are very important, and people underestimate the value of words. And obviously how you express those words, you know, and and, um, and, and so, you know, NLP taught me in so many ways how to speak in a way that obviously you're potentially, uh, you know, can get, you know, you can get people to think differently. It's not about persuading, it's just to think differently. So one of the summaries was, you know, I learned from NLP is that, is that the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions you ask mm -hmm. yourself. And that was my previous book, which is called The Question, 
find your true purpose, which I published four years ago now, which is packed with questions. Um, and uh, and yeah, it, listen, it, it can change your life. In my in my mind, if I meet a coach, if I meet a therapist, if I meet a trainer, if I meet a salesperson, a doctor, whoever they are, and they have NLP skills, I understand. You know, they're, they're at a different level. I'm not underestimating how much people know if they don't know NLP. But what I'm saying is NLP will give you so much more. And, and it was only it will only be when you learn NLP that you can agree with me. Until then, you won't. And that's <laughs> so obviously the power of curiosity comes from that idea of the power of a question. And and how has curiosity served in just expanding your mind and and of course, expanding the minds of the people you teach. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, kind of with with a question, you know, you, you can ask yourself an empowering question. You can ask yourself a detrimental question. You, know? you can look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and say, oh, my God, how ugly do I look today? Mm. You know, because you ate chips yesterday. Or you can say, wow, I look amazing. I mean, what am I going to do today? Who can, Whose lives can I change? You know, so kind of it's about asking yourself, those questions and then obviously you know you're going to be able to to start exploring unconsciously your mind how many of us have gone to bed where we've been thinking about something and suddenly at three in the morning we wake up with the answer unconsciously we understand so much more in comparison to what we understand consciously um, but with a curiosity comes you know kind of um, with a limiting belief if you cure someone from a phobia and all of a sudden the way they were thinking is no longer because you've got them to change their thoughts patterns. And, you know, there's techniques, the swish pattern and so many techniques where you can teach people how to change their thoughts very quickly. But if someone is cured from a, from a phobia cure, all of a sudden you see the energy flow, everything changes. And one of the questions that you would normally ask, okay, so if you were wrong about that, what else could you be wrong about? And all of a sudden, you know, wow. And then all of a sudden you're looking up to the right and you start thinking, yeah. What else could I be wrong about? What else was I wrong? And you know, and that's the thing. Have you ever been, you know, have you ever been mistaken? Have you ever, you know, have you been wrong about something? Yes. Have you been wrong about yourself? Yes. So there you go. So that's curiosity and asking yourself good, empowering questions. Mm, so good. Well, I want to acknowledge uh, our friend, mutual friend, uh, Dr. Smiley, and and the connection he made. Of course, we promote the dose of hope through. Uh, you know, through our website and get it, I mean, through the podcast and, and uh, just the power of stories in, in bringing hope to the world and, and, and making an impact, but, but also the power of connection. And obviously you're holding events with thousands of, of people. How, how has the power of connection helped you in your business and, and, and how do you encourage or what's been effective for you in, in intentionally making connections? Well, the, the Best You Expo came with this idea, this mad idea of trying to bring everyone together, you know, at a time when everyone was looking at, hey, you have to do events which are niche, it's only about yoga, it's only about money, it's no, and I always wanted to integrate everything because I think we should be open to learn many different things. Uh, and not only we should be open to learn many different things that, uh, you know, kind of we, we have to immerse ourselves in, in environments where we're going to be inspired, hopefully, by hundreds of people or thousands of people. Uh, you know, what you focus on expands. If you focus on spending more time, you know, with people that can bring you, you know, improve your life. And as I say, you know, if, if, if you hang out with four idiots, you're going to be the fifth idiot, you know, so kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's the same in life. You've got to surround yourself with the right people, with the right mentality. 
so for me the best expo has always brought me some phenomenal opportunities i've been very blessed i mean sometimes i look back and i think you know wow you know kind of it's it's i've, I've met quite a few even of my heroes you know sharon lecter i read uh, robert kiyosaki's and her book you know rich dad poor dad i was 20 something uh, and there i was you know not only speaking to Sharon Lecter, but she was my mentor and she she spoke on quite a few of my stages. You know, Les Brown, uh, absolutely loved. I mean, you know, that man. <laughs> and not only I've met him, I, I've shared the stage with him, which is just ridiculous. So, you know, kind of, um, I've met some amazing people. But, you know, one of the things that I've I've been doing in this in these last few years, especially in this the downtime of, of COVID, is I've been focusing a lot more on on how I could become a better human. So, you know, I've been really focusing more on the, how can I elevate my consciousness? You know, what, what's missing in me becoming a better human? Because I am the founder of the best you. I can't be the crap you. I can't be an average you. I have to try and become the best you. I have to, again, congruency, you know, with, with, what, with what we do in life. So I, I've really been on that journey of exploring how can I become a better human uh, and, and part of that process with whatever I've done. And there's, there's been a number of things, you know, I've, I've explored into microdosis, psychedelics, I've explored into obviously fasting, obviously meditating. Uh, so I've done a lot of things uh, because it's my job to learn and see what's out there to, 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 to be able to help others. I found out that obviously <laughs> that love is the most important thing, you know, kind of a lot of the, well, 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 I knew that. And other people, well, no, it's not money as well. No, love is the most important thing. There's going to be a time in our lives at the end of our life where we're basically we're not going to be thinking or feeling sad or sorry for the 17 pairs of shoes we're going to leave and who's going to be driving our a convertible or or you know who's going to be uh, driving my motorbike or motorcycle as you guys call it no you're going to be thinking about who's next to you you know who who the beautiful memories that you have and hopefully you have someone there but the ultimate thing is love so my, my main conversation has been around love that's the hence the new book i just did a, an event called the love event um, and i'm bringing that conversation to a lot of the things that I'm doing now, love and consciousness. How can we become better humans? So although I'm doing the Best You Expo, I'm really focused towards that uh, as, as, as really bringing that to the forefront of what we do. And by doing so, and by opening myself up, expressing kind of what I feel about love, I've, I've just found these phenomenal people coming to me, you know, in more of an effortless way. Uh, and people with big, great hearts and, and with, with their heart in the right place. And, and focusing on love and focusing on consciousness. So it's been a beautiful journey these last this last year in particular. Mm. Well, I I love that. I think love is the ultimate, the highest vibration, obviously, and 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 seeking to become the best, the best you um, is obviously you know so important. But I, I find it interesting that you mentioned people niche down and, and want to you know focus and have an event for you know the smaller type of group. And you're kind of doing the opposite. And so is there a lot of pushback in, in trying to basically reach every human? Well, yes, because, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, kind of um, and, and it's and it's a look, we're just out after COVID. And here I am trying to do an event with 15, 25,000 people. I don't know how people feel about that, but I think there's a lot of people like me that feel it's enough now. You know, yes, we're going to die one day, but we're not going to die necessarily of COVID. I'm not saying I'm, I respect it, but I'm just saying is we have to continue. I, I've spent three years of my life, like many of you have. Well, that's literally nearly a 10% of my life. It's not because I'm not 30, but it, it's, it, it's 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 a big percentage. It's a 7% of my life that I've already spent closed in. I don't want to spend any more. I've done that. So I, I want to bring people together again, because I think if there's never been a more important time, never been a more important time 
then all of us to come together and start looking at what brings us together because there's just too much hatred out there. There's mm. just too much, too much, too much, you know, too much, too much tension, you know, families broken up because of politics, because of racism, you know, and, and the, the really important subjects that we need to have around slavery, global warming, you know, how can we become better humans? Because if we become better humans, everyone around us is going to become better. Our businesses, uh, you know, the, the, our towns, our colleges, our schools, it has a ripple effect. So there's never been a more important time than now to really go out there and become better individuals, better humans, because you know we need to bring we need to bring the level down of of, of tension out there, you know, with, with everything that's going on, because I think it to, to a degree it's happened because you know we've had such a tough time, and now we're having a tough time you know, in the economy as well. Um, love, love is the answer, and hopefully finding ways because consciousness at the end of the day, what elevating consciousness is a very cool word. Well, consciousness means becoming aware of your surroundings and 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 being educated about it that's what consciousness means the opposite is being ignorant okay now a lot of people choose to be ignorant because oh, it's not it doesn't affect me cancer doesn't affect me global warming doesn't affect me well guess what you know if there's a if there's a flood it might affect you so it affects all of us and everyone can do something so yes i know there's some people out there thinking we've got to go niche i just completely disagree we need to go think bigger we need to go for it yeah, I think that's that's fantastic, and and uh, uh, you're you're touching my heart with with every word. And I, you know, I'm I'm not a tree hugger. I'm not a, you know, uh, environmentalist by any means. But I was raised to, to to leave the campsite cleaner, and and that applies to my body. It applies to the campsite, right? And why not leave the planet cleaner and just just be responsible humans, right? <laughs> and 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 I think there's there are a bunch of people that feel like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Well, it will matter to you, and it will matter to your kids. Um, and and whether whether this is cyclical or or not, that there's definitely places where we can improve. And, and why wouldn't we improve and be better humans just because we can and we should be, right? Rather than focusing on, you know, is this true or is this real? Is this, you know, fake? Whatever. It doesn't. Those things are irrelevant. If we're better humans and make better choices and treat the planet and people better, what? How does that hurt anyone? <laughs> right? It brings. It doesn't hurt anyone. And you said that because you can. You know, you actually said that. The thing is, is that look, um, there's just too much interest out there. Look, I, I'm not a scientist. I haven't. I haven't read thousands or hundreds of books around it. But it, the maths are quite simple. There's more human beings. There's more pollution. Okay, <laughs> the, the temperatures are growing up. Countries are getting flooded. I mean, come on. What are we to dispute? There's nothing to discuss. But at the end of the day, can we all go to the beach and pick up some plastic? Yes. Can we all, maybe, can, can, we, can we be concerned about the fact that there's 40 million slaves? 40 million. Hmm. That's the size of a country. Yes, of course we can. So the thing is, is can I spend some of my time to leave the world a better place? And, and you were saying, I mean, I, I got a word that I love, actually, that I use. And, and imagine, so we, if, we, if you've got kids, what do I want to do as a father, as a parent? I want to protect my kids. Protect. We should all want to protect our bodies from harm. Of course, we don't want to run in front of a bus. We don't want to be putting, excuse my French, shit in our body. You know, so we need to protect everything that's around us. It starts by us. It starts by our family. It starts about the planet. We all need to protect where we live. We need to protect what's happening in the world. 
you know, the fact that people are killing each other. And it's always financial, it's power, it's money. The fact that men, you know, in their 50s or 60s with big beards decide to choose for women what they're entitled to do, it's wrong. You know, it's just wrong. And, and these things cannot be acceptable anymore. So we, if we, if we, us, you know, from our generation, we can, we can start bringing this to the forefront of kids. And a lot of kids are a lot, you know, more focused now on the environment than we were. And because we're leaving it in a, in a, in a in, and this is only, it's not only about the environment. I'm talking about in general. We, we, we don't have to accept the leaders. We don't have to accept a lot of the politicians that are out there. We don't have to accept a lot of the things that are going on. And the only way we're going to do it is by by elevating our consciousness, it's becoming more aware of what's going on. That's for me, is what the best you means. That, for me, is what personal development is all about. It isn't about making money. Yes, okay, there's nothing wrong when you becoming a best-selling author and selling a million books. Good for you. But what are you going to do with that? How can you help spread love and the message? You know, for us to become better humans while we're here. Well, and and I I appreciate that, right? So many people are caught up in the negative side and feel powerless. And 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 I I think one of the challenges as as the culture in the U.S. I think Western culture as a whole, convenience trumps wise choices. Um, and and so we make convenient choices over healthy choices both when it comes to eating, when it comes to, to buying, when it comes to buying bottled water. we Bottled water, we live in countries that have water taps that work perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with them. And yet we we buy billions and billions of these bottles of water that, that are simply the same water in a bottle that's convenient for you to grab off the shelf. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Yeah, and it's funny, I, I read a stat there that you need eight bottles of water to make one bottle of water. Um, yeah, yeah, so, so the water you're drinking from that bottle, it's cost eight bottles to actually make that bottle. So you can isn't just literally it, in within 20 minutes. So, isn't that yeah. crazy? It's it's yeah. it's just crazy. And and so I think there there has to be some lessons learned that that can be, we can let go of some conveniences for the sake of protecting our body and make making making different choices, but it requires that... That intentionality, right? That it, it requires that I'm going to make a choice to to live differently. I'm going to make a choice to to be responsible. And 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 I think more people, like you said, there's a generation coming that seems to be more interested in the planet and more interested in how they can make a difference. And I think that's what the message that really that really has to be out, get out there. And it really is about love, right? It's love. Love your body, love your neighbor, and love the planet. <laughs> Those well, things are all congruent. There's, there's a saying. There's a saying that's out there and has been there for millions or hundreds of thousands of years. Is what would love do? Mm. Anything that you're actually looking at, anything, any, any potential, any, any potential situation you might be in, what would love do? Just, just ask yourself. Would love vote for that? No. Would love agree with that? No. So follow your heart. At least at the end of the day, I, th I think, you know, we're all obliged to become the best version of ourselves, but we are also obliged 
to leave a legacy, to leave something behind, you know? And then again, oh, well, what can I do? Well, you don't know. You could teach your kids a couple of tricks and he might become, you know, kind of the environmentalist that we're all looking for. He might be able to help someone that all of a sudden knows someone. You just don't know the ripple effect of, of, of being part of the solution. That, that's all it is. So that's been my conversation, Robert. I've been focusing on that. And obviously Love, which is kind of my latest book, which is, 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 is very focused on love and relationships so on my personal journey. But it's, it's, it's been me trying to explore kind of how we could become better humans. And, and that's, that's my main focus at the moment. It's so, it's so powerful. And so where do you see gratitude in relation to love? Well, I, I think gratitude is, is, uh, is love in, in many ways. I, I think, you know, appreciating life. And everything that you have, uh, you know, and everything to a degree that we have is is, is a representation of, of love. You know, being being grateful. I think I think gratitude comes from understanding simplicity as well. I think you know, mm -hmm. kind of the, the reason we get ourselves in in, in in the situations we get ourselves in is because we just simply uh, are, are you know convinced because of adverts, commercials, and you know we want more, we need more. And the fact is, we don't. You know, kind of. We, People are probably wearing the the, the same five T-shirts that they wear out of the 46 that they've got in their cupboard. They probably wear two of the shoes that they have out of the 15 pairs they've got in their cupboards. So, you know, understanding that by having more, you don't become happier. By having less, you become happier and you become more grateful. So I, I think, you know, uh, the, the idea of, of understanding that less is more and being grateful for every single thing that we have and saying, you know, being grateful for that, that puts you in a place of love. You know, um, and love is energy. So, you know, kind of well, whatever you're putting out there, you're receiving. So I I just think that, you know, kind of it, it's easier than, than than we think it is. And uh, and, and I, you know, kind of in, in, in my book, in my latest book, A Man Evolving, um, uh, which is Confessions About Fashion, Monogamy and Broken Arts, that book, I, I confess that I, I've, I've failed as a man. You know, I failed as a husband. I failed in many, many different ways because, you know, I'm not here to say that I'm perfect. Absolutely not. I've made all the mistakes. I've polluted. I've done all sorts of things like we all have done. But guess what? I'm now man enough to be able to put my hands up and acknowledge what's wrong and what I'm not happy over the things that I did. And I've changed my ways and in, in, in the ways that I, I don't want to, I don't want to ever make those same mistakes again. And if anything, I hope that I can help other people or inspire other people to come forward, to be able to express to be able to say, you know, kind of what they feel because love is too much of an important conversation and it's too much of a private conversation. Mm, absolutely. That's, that's so powerful. Um, and of course that, that power of confession gives you the chance to, to forgive yourself and, and move forward to, you know, to own it. And, and yet I'm going to change and I'm going to be different. Um, and that's powerful. I think a lot of people get stuck in, you know, oh, I'm this bad person. Oh, I'm always going to, you know, be this way. Whereas giving yourself the grace and forgiveness to say, no, I made these mistakes, but I can let them go. They're in the past. I can't undo them, but I can, I can make a difference moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's it. A lot of it. And I personally, it was my same thing. You know, I was carrying a lot of baggage for a long time and, um, and, and kind of like, you know, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't break free from something that I wanted to do for a long time. Very happily married. I loved my my ex, but kind of I wasn't happy. I, I wanted to move on and I didn't do that for a long time. And therefore, unfortunately, I, I 
kind of I made mistakes, I cheated and you know, I put that in the book. And it was something I wasn't very happy about, proud about, and obviously ate me. And I think, you know, kind of, it didn't really make me feel good about myself. And, and I've been carrying that, that baggage and that weight for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it was, for me, has been the process of acknowledging what I did wrong. Um, questioning, because I'm a questioner. So questioning, you know, kind of, uh, why do a lot of relationships accept this? You know, why, why a lot of relationships are living a lie? Why a lot of relationships don't talk if they're not happy? You know, kind of, they yes, they are tough questions, but it's, all, it's in order for us to be able, you know, to be able to, 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 to come out, you know, because we are souls that are on this journey. I believe that, we, you know, we, we, we're souls that are in this body uh, for a period of time, and we have a lot more inner knowledge and wisdom within us. And, and we need to be able to express ourselves. And at the end of the day, love transforms. I believe that love transforms. So, you know, we should be able to forgive. We should be able to move on. We should be able to to, to, to kind of let go or whatever either we were carrying or, or the pain that we've caused and move on. Uh, but we have to be able to express ourselves and, and, and be able to say what needs to be said when we can say it, which is while we're alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and there are a lot of people that hold on to so much and, and don't express and, and communicate and, and feel like they can't communicate or their voice, their voice doesn't have, have value and, and helping people to see that that's the power of love, right? Love, love wants to listen. Love wants to, to hear the voice. Love, love wants to empower people to, to speak their, their truth. And I think that's, that's so powerful in, in, in giving people, you know, the, the, the power of expression rather than helping them feel powerless. Mm. Mm. I agree. Yeah. And I think a lot of people um, don't let go, you know, kind of, I've at least had that. I, I've I kind of, I'm, I've always been one that would think and rethink and rethink. And although I'm NLP trained and I try to control my internal dialogue and my language, at least I'm aware of it. Um, but I, I, I think people underestimate um, the damage that, you know, pain, the damage that moral pain can cause, you know, when, when either we've been hurt by someone or, or we can't forgive someone, uh, you know, we're carrying that weight. And, um, and, it, it, and it comes across, again, it's energy, you know, it's proven as well that our heart has a different type of shape, depending on when we're in love, when we feel great, or when we feel really sad. Um, you know, our heart is our first organ you know, that when we're born, I've read a lot about math heart, uh, heart math, and, you know, kind of like the fact of breathing through the heart, you know, in your mind, you know, how it can change your state and your emotions. Um, if we don't let go, we, you know, it, it can literally eat us. And, and, and that's what I think a lot of people, you know, who are perfectly healthy, whatever struggle health-wise, uh, other times, obviously, it could be it's just in their genes. Um, but it doesn't help. You know, we, we need to have the right frame of mind. We need to be looking into the future. We need to be focusing on where we want to go, what we want to happen, not where we've been. And that's how, you know, that's the whole idea of, the law of attraction. That's the whole idea of, of obviously neuroscience about, you know, putting your brain in the right frame of mind and visualizing, living, seeing, feeling kind of, you know, that new you where you want to be happy, where you want to live the life that you deserve. Either that 
or you're living in the past. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are still living in the past. And they have that limiting belief. Oh, no, I can't change. I do this voice because it, uh, I'm trying to make it sound ridiculous, which is what it is. You know, I can't change. Oh, no, I'm too old. You see, that's just, that's that's the kind of tone that that voice of yours has to have when it says it to you. Give it to you. And also, it doesn't sound, oh, well, that doesn't, doesn't hurt me anymore. So anyway, what you focus on expands. Absolutely. And and helping people recognize that no matter how much you rethink the past, it can't change. You you can't undo any of it. And so why not spend the, the energy forward, you know, rather than get caught up and bottled up in blocking the energy backwards? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no use. There's no use. If anything, it's just dragging you down. And it's not helping you. Uh, and look, there's some great books out there. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Supernatural. Uh, I would highly recommend that book. I also recommend, you know, um, NLP. I mean, even Paul McKenna's book, Change Your Life in Seven Days. Uh, any books from Dr. Richard Bandler, Get the Life You Want. Uh, he's also got a great book. Um, but there's some great books out there. Obviously, Deep Meditation, Meditation, all that helps you, uh, enhances you. Breathing, learning how to breathe. Um, all those things will help you to become a better, a better human. The thing is, we don't, we don't have these skills, do we? You know, we're born with, um, with whatever we're taught at home, and then at school they teach you everything about how everything apart from how to think, which obviously right. is quite weird, isn't it? So they never teach you how to think. They never teach you what to think. They never teach you about nonverbals. They teach you nothing that's relevant and important. So it's only when we go out to the world and we start, oh, oh, you've done that. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, it's only when you really start looking into it that all of a sudden, you know, a light bulb turns on and what the hell was I doing for all these years? So you've got to, you've got to invest in yourself. You've got to look at other ways of thinking because if not, you're thinking with the same manual you were born with, which is no manual. Right. Absolutely. So obviously you, you mentioned um, Sharon Lecter, Les Brown, Joe Dispenza, Richard Badler, all these mentors in your life. How has mentorship helped you on, on your growth journey, and 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 how do you recommend people? Obviously, books is is a first connection mentor, right? But but finding these people and and actually, like you connected with them, and now you're speaking on stages with them. Um, how, how do you connect with a mentor or recommend somebody? You know, reach out to a mentor and to to take it to another well, a, lot, a lot of the times i think people are scared people are scared either of what they're going to charge or scared if they actually do or or don't offer a program the thing is everyone first of all everyone in personal development i haven't come across people in personal development that aren't generous pretty much nine out of ten people are giving you stuff away there's newsletters their downloads their posts there's all sorts of things free content Free content. I mean, I'm one that continues pump, continues to pump content out nonstop through the brand, through the best you myself. But everyone does. So there's so much content already out there. But once you've seen that, or if that's not enough and you're looking for it, you'd just be surprised of who's willing to mentor you. And yes, and sometimes, some cases, you're going to have to pay. Well, yes, of course, because they spent 30 years, 40 years grafting who they are today. And they're going to concentrate and give it to you in six months or a year. And all of a sudden, you're going to skyrocket. You know, to becoming that, you know, potentially, hopefully, that, that ideal you. So just ask, just ask, you know, just ask. I think a lot of people are scared to ask, hey, do you mentor? And if you do mentor, then what kind of programs do you have? And listen, maybe you're going to be part of a mentorship group. Maybe you're part of a mastermind group. Uh, there's so many ways that you could be involved with, you know, those heroes of yours. Um, 
and, and maybe it's just yourself holding yourself back and you with your limiting beliefs. No, he'll never gonna want to work with me. No, why would he want to work with me? So no, just just go out there and ask, and you'll be surprised. And don't be surprised if you are surprised. Absolutely. So you mentioned um, meditation and and a couple other uh, disciplines. What what are some daily routines that are important in your life, Bernardo? Uh, well, one of the ones that I did uh, started doing quite a few years ago. I was fasting. Uh, I, I fast when I can. I don't do it all the time, but I do it at least three times, four times a week. I tend to fast, so that means I do a sixteen-eight, which means I eat twice a day, and I I eat between the windows of sixteen hours, and then for eight, sorry, for eight hours, and then I fast for sixteen. Yeah, it wouldn't be very special if it was the other way around. So basically, I eat during eight hours, and then I fast for sixteen. So. It's quite simple, really. I, I could finish eating at 7 or 8 p.m. and then I don't eat till 1 or 2 p.m. the next day or 12 p.m. Uh, the following day. It's really simple. You can have coffees in the morning. Uh, fasting is a proven way. Uh, it, it, it Basically, in, in order to elevate consciousness, it's proven that there's multiple ways. One of them is meditation. One of them is fasting. And the other one is obviously through psychedelics. You know, um, And... Um, so fasting is, is, has been a game changer for me. Uh, also meditating. I only meditate around 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes a day, sometimes twice a day. But I, I really notice the days that I don't meditate. I'm, I'm becoming better at it and I really want to dig deeper into that. So I'm looking at doing maybe some retreats to learn how to meditate better. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, psychedelics. I've, I've, I've done a few things. Um, I did an ayahuasca ceremony a couple of years ago now, a year, sorry, last year. And then I've, I've started microdosing with, um, with psilocybin, you know, with the mushrooms. So very small dosages over a number of days. Um, that's phenomenal. It's really helped me as well. So uh, those are some really exciting techniques that I've learned. I wish I would have fasted all my life. I just love to feed too much. But I wish I would have fasted all my life because I would have been a lot thinner. And like even now, I just, so I exercise. I also try to exercise every day, if not every day, at least three three times a week, four times a week. I used to do high intensity training for at least a couple of years, but now at least three times a week. But with the fasting and just a little bit of exercise, you manage to keep your weight down and and uh, the brain and the brain turned on. Nice. Well, you mentioned the generosity of, of so many of the people in the personal development space. And you also mentioned um, that you can't, the majority of people really aren't doing it for the money. They're doing it for what they can do with the money. How has contribution been a part of, of your journey and, and of, you know, best you? The contribution of what, Robert? Sorry. Uh, just making an impact and contribution to the world in, in not just, you know, I assume best you has, has a, has a piece where it's, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Bigger. Yes. I uh, absolutely. I, I think so. You know, kind of it was, I, I struggled with the word visionary. You know, someone called me a visionary a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago. And, and I was, I struggled with that. But the fact is, I've always been a very visual person. I've always kind of, I always sit down and I just start, you know, so kind of like when I was putting an event, I just start seeing in my mind. And so I was probably doing a lot of NLP before I realized and I really kind of turned it on. So kind of, um, if I look back, as I said, at what we've done with NLP, where we've had a thousand speakers speak and a hundred thousand people attend either live, virtually online, you know, we've put magazines out there for five years. Uh, we've got a TV channel with hundreds of hours of content. Um, 
and these live events that we've done, I know that there's been so many different ripple effects of what's happened because someone met someone and all of a sudden, boom, you know, and then they studied, they learned, they trained something. And all of a sudden, then they met someone else and now they're, they're doing something different. So I, I, I believe that we contributed to a way. And, and even in my last live event, it was so beautiful to see so many people come up to me. You know, we had 14,000 people. So many people come to me, oh, Bernardo, I came to the first event. This is amazing. I've seen every one of them. And I came because of this. Man, some person came to do a phobia cure, you know, kind of like, and you hear these stories, you know, I attended first and now I'm speaking, exhibiting, and it's just beautiful stories. So I know that we've had an impact. But one of the things I wanted to point out is, is that, it, and this is really important, Everything is connected. Everything is happening for a reason. It's down to you to connect the dots. And what I mean by that is the universe, God, your higher purpose, does not use Instagram or WhatsApp to communicate because <laughs> they don't use these devices. Okay, They communicate to you via someone saying to you, oh my God, I've just read this book. Or they come to you with an advert. Or they come to you because someone has just left something there that, oh, that's interesting, I'll read that. Or someone sent you an article in your email that all of a sudden is very relevant to what you need to look into. Open your eyes. Because it was only when I started connecting those dots and opening the eyes, why am I meeting this person? So I would always question, why is this person coming to me now? Okay, this person's coming to me for a reason. What is the reason? So I am always permanently connecting the dots and I understand that the universe, God, my higher purpose is doing things for me, not to me, okay? Not, not against me. So if, some, if I'm hitting rock bottom and I've got a broken heart and no one loves me anymore, well, there must be a reason here. Why, why is this happening to me now? Because maybe I'm going to meet someone better. Maybe because I need to be able to hit rock bottom in order to find myself to write beautiful things. I mean, I wrote in my last book that I think, well, I won't quote it exactly, but I was saying is, is that the most, the most amazing, the most amazing inventions, the most beautiful love songs and the most beautiful books have happened with someone that was lonely in a moment in a room in a very dark place. So every single thing happens for a reason, even those things happen for you for a reason. So your job, your job, Mr. Human, is to listen, listen to the reasons, connect the dots. Because sometimes these opportunities of these messages, whatever it is that's coming to you, and I say this a lot, sometimes there's the size of a petrol tanker. You guys seen the petrol tanker? Well, trust me, they're enormous. Well, people are able to walk around them. Oh, I can't see it, can't see it. Come on, come on. What else do you want? The universe can't send you an Instagram message, man. Come on. Um, so, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. Um, so obviously love is the highest value and, and, and so important. How, do, how does play and fun in, in your life and business um, impact love? Or how does love impact play and fun? Well, for me, traveling has been beautiful. Uh, being able to travel, live in different cultures, see different countries, being able to work, still make a living um, has been beautiful. Uh, my... My happy place is uh, riding a motorbike, motorcycle. I'm a biker. I've ridden, well, across mainly uh, UK, France, Spain, uh, a couple of countries in Europe. 
but then I've done a little bit of California, I've done Madagascar, Vietnam, South Africa, Argentina. Nice. So kind of like, you know, traveled a lot. So for me, that's my happy place because once I'm on the bike, you know, kind of like you have to be in the now, you have to focus. So that's my freedom. That's, that's, I said, that, that's kind of, so that's my play. And, um, and then, yeah, when I'm, when I'm working, I, I, I work, but you know, kind of, I, I have to find the balance of having a couple of drinks and meeting a couple of friends, you know, kind of, it, it all can't be work. I'm, I'm 57 now. So sorry, I'm 57 now. So I need to take, you know, there has to be a life balance. Uh, Absolutely. My problems will be there. My problems will be there later on when I come back. Absolutely. All right. So what's been the impact of, of being an author of writing, writing your books? Well, that I don't know. People would have to say, you know, kind of how my books have impacted. I think, I think if anything, I admire everyone that's written a book. I'm, I'm, I know what it takes. This book in particular was hard because it was very raw. And, you know, I talked a lot about a lot of emotional stuff, losing my mom, losing my, losing, well, breaking or breaking up with my ex, then falling in love, then falling out of love. So it was a very tough book to write, but I, I hope, if anything, you know, again, I, I write it for me. I hope some people feel connected with what I've written, and I hope it inspires someone to, to a degree. But I, I'm really writing it for me, and, and I hope that, you know, people can, can get something from it. And, um, and and look, any author that's put their love out there, you know, kind of like I, I talk about judging, and, and I talk about judging, and I believe that we're just so quick to judge anyone and everyone, especially what I call these keyboard warriors, you know, anyone behind a keyboard happy to send you a tweet message or, or to send you a snotty little message on Instagram, you know, and, and I, I'm not one to have a battle, but kind of look, listen, send me your book. All right. And then let me have a read and whatever I'll do, I'll send you love because at the end of the day, look, it's, there's just a lot of love and emotion goes into a book. And if there's something that it gives you great, and if it's something it doesn't give you, well, just, you know, well, listen, it's it's a, it's one of those things, but, you know, what you give, you receive. So for me, it's given me a lot of fulfillment. And this book in particular, once I published it, I felt like I'd lost uh, at least 10 kilos. <laughs> Understand that. All right. So you've traveled all around the world. What's, what's, what's your favorite meal? Well, my favorite meal, I, I, I cook. I love cooking. Um, I don't know. If it was fish, it would have to be ceviche. If not, I love uh, a peppered steak with some good old chips. Uh, that's just classic. But And I cook a lot. But that would be kind of my favorite dishes. Nice. All right, Bernardo, what inspires you? My, what inspires me at the moment is, is, is love. Is, is, is really taking on board this really strong, heavy conversation about love uh, and consciousness and trying to find ways that I could, uh, that I could connect with more people and, and share that message. All right. What, what is the big dream? What's, what's your big dream? My big dream is, is, is to really, you know, kind of do events where we've got millions and millions of people watching it live from all over the world. And also to have a, a TV channel that we could really kind of, uh, you know, a TV channel that could also connect with millions of people around the world. That, that, that would be my, my goal. Nice. All right. So you've spent the last 45 minutes chatting with, these entrepreneurs building their businesses and, and developing themselves. And you want to leave them with Bernardo's words of wisdom. What would you share? Well, listen, life's too short. Life's too short. Uh, we're, 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 there's no guarantee of a tomorrow. And, um, you know, whatever it is that you can do, you should do it today. Um, we're all tenants on this planet. Uh, we don't have a rental contract. 
it could expire at any time. So do something before you're evicted. Um, you know, for those that do get a notice because, you know, hey, they've got a disease or something and they know how long they've got to live, well, they can do something about it. But we all could be evicted at any time. So why not today? Why not start changing you? Why not start changing the world today? Mm. So powerful. Bernardo, thank you so much for sharing with me and, and sharing your wisdom and experience with our audience. Robert, thank you so much. Thank you for the audience for listening and uh, lots of love to you all. May the best be with you. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. If you're struggling with stress, feel like life is out of control, run out of time before your to-do list is finished, well, we have a gift for you. Stop by addvaluemindset.com and claim your free gift today. In our next episode, Samantha and Candy and I talk about making shifts. She created her social media company to survive COVID, and now it's become her passion. She uses her gifts in running her own social to now teach other business owners and even provides done-for-you social to help busy business owners who never feel they have the time.